You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Praise the Lord. I want to tell you about my newest book. Hey, this is September of 2022, and I just released, just published in Amazon and Kindle my ninth book, and I'm super excited to tell you. And it is the heartbeat uh, of my ministry and the greatest desire that I have. And the title of the book is How to Help someone receive the Holy Ghost how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost I encourage you to go to Amazon go to Kindle get a copy take a look at my new book and of course in Amazon as you may know you can always open that up and read a little bit in the book so I encourage you to take a look at how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost this is for the altar worker the person that is passionate about helping people receive this wonderful gift it's for the person that has that altar working uh desire in his heart to, to help help people be born again of the spirit of god hallelujah and if that's you if you're interested in this subject well take a look at the book i believe my 40 years experience might have some great takeaways for you and uh to be encouraged and walk in this ministry and to walk in this gift. All right, in Jesus' name. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodis, your host. I'm so excited to be with you today for another podcast. I want to encourage your heart. I want to encourage your heart today. I just want to let you know that God can do it. God can do it. Why don't you just say that out loud? God can do it. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're going through, if it's a sickness, an illness, a disease, a physical infirmity of some sort, if it's something mental, emotional, something that's plaguing your mind, thoughts, suicidal thoughts, crazy temptations, just uh, negative thoughts, negative feelings in your emotions. It doesn't matter what it is, something in your spirit that's not right. Maybe it's those around you that are acting crazy. Maybe it's something on the job. Who knows what it could be? It could be a million things. But I want to tell you today that I serve a God and you serve a God that can do it. God can turn it around. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing amen that will stop the lord except for unbelief and if you'll believe god and if you'll hang on to faith as uh, the apostle wrote he says holding faith and of a good conscience which some have turned away have uh faced shipwreck i believe is the way it puts it but you know we've got to hold on to faith you got to grip it you got to put your arms around it you got to grip it like like you never want to let go. That's right. You've got to hold on to that faith in God. 
when every circumstance tells you it cannot happen, when every symptom says it just can't happen, impossible, when the doctors, the lawyers, the police, the judge, uh, friends, family, even your own mind tells you that it just cannot happen. I want to tell you that it can happen. Yes, right, that's right. It can. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how far gone the situation is. <clears throat> well, I would imagine that Mary and Martha have felt that way about Lazarus. I would imagine that they felt that, well, he's too sick. Jesus is not here. He's going to die at any time. He's been notified. Why didn't Jesus come? Well, we are asking that many times. Why hasn't Jesus come? Why is he allowing this to happen? Have you ever asked that question? Why is God allowing this? And, and uh, there was um, uh, the disciples asked Jesus one day, I believe about a man that was blind, and they said to Jesus, why was this man, why is this, why was this man born blind? Who did sin? Who sinned? Did he sin or did his parents sin? Why was he born blind, Lord? Is it because of sin in his own life? Or was it because of the sin of his parents? You know what Jesus said? He didn't say, no, because of his parents or, oh, no, it's, it's his own sin or they all sin. No, he said, no, that the works of God might be made manifest. And see, the sickness is not for the glory of God, but the miracle is for the glory of God. You see, but God gets glory out of our problems. God gets glory out of our sickness. No, he doesn't. God gets glory out of the miracle that is performed. That's right. When you come out through the other side and you're victorious, that's when God is to receive the praise and the glory. Because when you come through something, you are a living testimony. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came through the burning, fiery furnace, you think when they were thrown in immediately and, you know, everybody thought they were just instantly dead because the, 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 the furnace was heated seven times hotter. Do you think that God was receiving glory at that moment? No, God wasn't re receiving glory, but he was getting ready to because he was the fourth man in the fire. That's right. And God is, and I'm telling you what, God has stepped into some fires in your life and he has been there and he's brought you through and you've got to give him glory. You've got to give the testimony. You can't just let God do something for you. Then you not tell it, or you just go tell it one time. You got to shout it from the housetop. That's right. You've got you to gotta testify. You've got to tell the church. You've got to tell your neighbors. You've got to tell your family. You've got to express what God has done. That's right. You've got to believe in the very miracle of God. You've got to believe that what just happened was a God thing, that, that it was a God thing, that God stepped in and God performed the miracle. Oh, that's right. That's right. He can't be too late. Now we know, go back to Lazarus for a moment. <laughs> Lazarus, oh my, he died and he was buried and uh, he had been in the tomb four days. And there was no embalming there with the Jews at that time. No embalming. No, no. His body was already stinking. It was rotting. His flesh, his organs inside were rotting. And no doubt maggots were in his body. And his flesh was being consumed even on the bone. Just rotting away already for dead. It was just a stinking corpse laying there in a tomb. But Jesus stepped up and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And I believe that the Lord tonight is saying to some people, and he's calling your name, and he's saying, come forth. And he's calling a miracle for your life. That's right. God can do it.
There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing impossible with God. If God could raise a man that his body was already stinking. Yeah, but that was just in the days of Jesus. That was just in the days, you know, in the Bible. Listen, Jesus Christ, Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing impossible with God. You need to say that. You need you need that your mouth needs to confess. You've got to do more than think about the miracle, but you've got to confess it with your lips. I want to encourage you tonight to confess the miracle. Speak the miracle. Say it out loud. Confess it. Don't say God's doing a miracle. No. I'm claiming the miracle. I'm owning it right now. I'm claiming it now. It's mine. I'm I'm claiming it in Jesus' name. Devil, get out of the way. Sickness, get out of the way. Headache, get out of the way. Cancer, get out of the way. Whatever it is, get out of the way because I'm coming through with the name of Jesus. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Now, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith. Come on, that's right. What overcomes the world? Our faith does. Your faith overcomes the world. Your faith overcomes sickness and disease and depression and despondency and suicidal thoughts. Your faith overcomes. Your faith can overcome anything. That's right. Your faith can overcome anything. There's nothing too hard for God. That's right. And God, he's the author. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. Oh, my. If he authored your faith. Uh huh. Come on now. If he authored your faith, he's going to finish your faith. If he gave you that faith, he's not going to leave you laying there. And just to die in that situation, if he if he gave you that faith, if he authored that faith, he's going to finish your faith. He's going to bring it to pass. He's going to finish your faith. That's right. He's going to bring it to pass. That's right. You you've got to believe that. You've got to hold on to that. Confess the promise. Confess it with your mouth. You've got to say it. Why? Because the word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. What's nigh thee? What's nigh what, what is what's close to you right now? The word of faith, the word of faith, that confession, that profession. You've got to profess it. You've got to confess it. You've got to say it. That's right. That's right. You're overcomers by the word. By what? By the thoughts of your testimony? No. By the word of your overcomers, by the word of your testimony and by the blood of the lamb. There's something about that spoken word. It's exceeding powerful. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. How much exceeding, exceeding, exceeding. How much exceeding abundantly, abundantly, exceeding abundantly above. Oh my, above all, all, not just some things, above all. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask, ask or think. He's able to do more than you're able to ask or even think. He's able to do it. He's able to blow your mind. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. It says in the book of Daniel. Come on. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. There's nothing too hard for God. Come on. Now to him that is able to do. you got to know that he's able to do. And he will reward them that walk upright before him. He sees your prayers. He's heard your cries. He has seen your tears. The arm of the Lord is not shortened that he cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. 
Come on, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. God has ordered the steps of a good man and a good woman. Are you that good? Are you a good man? Are you a good woman? Are you living for God? Are you walking with God? Sure. Sure you are. No doubt you are. And you know what? God has ordered your steps. He has declared your step. He has established your steps. He knows where you're at. He knows where you've been. He knows where you're going. There's nothing withholding from the Lord. All things are naked and open before him. Come on now. That's right. The arm of the Lord is not shortened that he cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. His, come on. He hears the prayer and the cry of the righteous. He hears you right now. He heard you last night, yesterday. He heard you last week. He heard you last year. He still remembers that the prayers that you prayed that you already forgot about. There's some things you fasted and prayed about a year ago or five or ten years ago. You forgot all about it. But you know what? He hadn't forgot it. My mother's been passed away almost two years. And my mother-in-law has been passed away almost a year. And they were both prayer warriors. They were both my mother walked with God and was a prayer warrior. And so was my mother-in-law. And I was talking to my wife the other day. I said, you know what? God is not, he, the prayers of our moms are not dead. They may have passed away, but our, the, but their prayers live on. Oh my, the prayers of the righteous, they live on. The prayers of those righteous saints, they live on. That's right. The prayer of that mother, that father that lived for God, that walked with God. When they died and they passed away and they were put away, they were buried. Guess what? Those prayers did not go in that casket and they closed the door, honey. Oh, no, those prayers are still alive, and your prayers are still alive, too. That's right. When you pass on, if you pass away and there are prayers that you did not see come to pass, I'm telling you, I do not believe that those prayers die with that individual. I believe they live on because that's right. I believe they're in the bosom of the Father, and I believe that God is going to do everything he can to save those that were prayed for, family members lost loved ones, others that you pray for. God hears those prayers, those individuals that need deliverance, those people that need healing in their body, healing in their mind, some tragic diseases and uh, discomforts and infirmities of the body and of the mind. But there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing that he can't do. That's right. He hears your prayer. I said it. I'll say it again. He's heard your prayer. He's heard your cry. Lift your hands and praise him. Go ahead and lift those hands. You're praying for that church. You're praying for souls to be saved. You're praying to be used of God and God wants to use you. God will open a door of utterance. Walk with God. Walk upright before the Lord and he will open that door of utterance that you may speak his word boldly. It may be to your neighbor, to the co-worker. It may be in a pulpit in a church. It may be in a foreign land. Whatever the burden of the Lord is we have got to be ready to fulfill his burden not just ours <clears throat> but we've got to be ready to fulfill the burden of the lord oh such power in prayer 
such power in believing God. Nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing, nothing, nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that he can't do. Nothing's impossible with God. All things are possible with him. I said with God, all things are possible. If you can believe, he can do it. That's right. If he could raise Lazarus from the dead. I said, if he could raise Lazarus from the dead, surely he can raise your problem to life again. Surely he can resurrect your situation that it looks like it's died and impossible. It's too far gone. There's no way. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, woman, brother, sister, there ain't nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that God can't do. And for somebody that will believe and somebody will set their faith and somebody that make up their mind, they're going to hold on like an old bulldog. They're going to bulldog grip and they're not going to let go. They're going to just, just grip, grit their teeth right into that situation. Oh, just like that dog can get a grip on a boy's pant leg. Oh mine, he could shake that leg and that little dog won't even turn loose. Why? Because he's got a grip and you got to get a grip on prayer. You got to get a grip on God. You got to get a grip on faith and believe, believe, believe. Don't waver. Don't waver in your faith. Don't waver like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Don't don't uh, go back and forth like a drunk man. Don't be like the ship on the sea, up and down and back and forth, left and right and backward and forward. No, we've got to have a stable faith. Confess it with your mouth. You're not always going to feel faith. No, sometimes you're going to feel it. But we walk by faith and not by feeling. <clears throat> That's right. We walk by faith and not by what we feel. Faith really is not a feeling. Oh, we could feel it sometimes, but when it comes down to the raw bone of it, it's not really a feeling. Faith is a confidence. It's a trust in God that he's going to do what he said, that he's going to perform. He's going to perform what he said, but you've got to know the promise. If you don't know the promise, how are you going to believe? If you don't know that God still heals today and that he took stripes for healing, how in the world are you going to believe God? for a miracle if you don't know the promise. Study the promises, my friend. Study the word. Study the miracles. That's right. Let them get in you. Let that faith be built up. Why? Why? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. Well, my brother, my sister, I want to give you a short little message of faith today to encourage you. Hang on for an important message. I thank you for listening to Everything Apostolic. This is Brother Rose Rodis. Thank you again. You be blessed until next time. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.